1: Nerd Wallet, Finance Martyr. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. There's joy in every journey. Hi, you guys. If you're
2: jonesing for episodes about the actual Bachelor or Bachelorette, don't forget you can always join our Patreon. Right now, Anna and I are breaking down Bachelorette New Zealand and Real Housewives of New York. But past seasons, which are all available on there, we do Love is Blind, Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise Australia, which is incredible. So there's so many seasons on there. If you're like, Arden, I'm jonesing. Hello, my bunnies. It's Arden. I hope you are safe and sound. As you probably noticed, there was no episode this Wednesday because there was no Bachelor episode, which, quite honestly, gave me a more pleasant Monday night because these three-hour best-ofs are, it makes it a worst-of Monday night, but... I missed hanging, I missed talking about it on Tuesdays. And um, I'm so happy that we still have podcasts to give to you. So, this Friday, basically every Friday until my book comes out, we're going to be releasing episodes of Feeling Thorny, which I'm going to get to in a second. Before we do that, I have a few items of excitement because we're not. Doing a new podcast this week. I'm going to wait to do the giveaways. I'm going to do three giveaways. We record on September 1st. So um, I just want to thank you all. You've all risen to the challenge. I can't tell you how much it means to me. To get your emails with your book receipts and your incredibly sweet and supportive words. I mean, look, it's hard enough – it's hard to get people to buy a book. It's much easier to tell somebody to watch a show on Netflix or something like that. But in a pandemic, to spend your hard-earned money and, you know, a book is a commitment. You got to sit down and read the book. But, you know, so I – it really is not lost on me that you guys have been so sweet. And, um, and, look, I hope we get on that bestseller list and I'm forcing my brother to throw a live show in JJ's yard where I hope none of you get Lyme's disease, you know, once this pandemic is over. That being said, so I have a few things I've just partnered with this. It's, I'm excited about this. You know, I keep talking about those cute totes that I designed. That I The Little Miss Little Compton totes. We've done, done some giveaways. And don't tell anybody, but like I'm sending it to all my fancy influencer friends. Like, you know, when it gets closer to the release dates. But I made a bunch to give away to you guys. So when I did it, I was like, I don't want just a cheap, crappy cotton bag. I want a nice, thick tote. I want it to be canvas. You know, I personally spent. on each bag these are these are nice bags I designed them they're thick you can use them as a book bag a tote bag you can use them as a purse I don't know I don't know what your needs are I don't know if you're going surfing or going to a farmer's market or going to a socially distanced rave I don't know you do you bunny I'm not here to judge but here's the exciting part you now can have free will access to them but there's a catch. So I've partnered with this place called Premier Collectibles. And it's it's a deal for our listeners. For the first 250 orders, um, you get, for the price of the book, you get the book. You get a tote free with the book. And you get a signed Book plate, I so it will be basically a signed book because it's COVID. I'm not signing all the books. I'm sending them all these book plates so that you get the book and a signed. It's signed. Um, So that's for the first two fifty. For the second two fifty, it's just the book plate. So if you want that tote, get it in early. And if you're like Arden, I already ordered it and I ordered it from our local bookstore. Well, I don't know. Holidays are coming up. You got birthdays. Maybe you've got some uptight aunt that you're like, Aunt Shelly needs a laugh. Let's get her. Give her the book. Keep the tote for yourself. She'll never know. So that's happening. So the way to do it, you can either, either go to Premier Collectibles and just put my name in or put in Little Miss Little Compton or... Or you can go to ArdenMarineBook.com, that's A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N book.com and get it there. And guess what? You can still send that receipt in because I'm going to be giving away puzzles and t-shirts. I'm going to be giving away more totes. So like... Send it in Make it double count Who cares I The more the merrier Number two um, and, and I can't wait to tell you Who's feeling thorny episode this is But I just want to say It was not lost on me Again We asked for you guys To give us reviews It really does help on iTunes It's sad that we live in a world That's so judged on metrics And like how many followers you have And how many stars you got But it helps with everything And so you really showed up And if you You know If you don't feel like Writing a review Even just going and given us a star guys it's appreciated so here's two of the cool reviews that we got this week and you know and i'll read more obviously each week but um i just loved it here is one uh five stars uh i can't pronounce the name it's hksd they're not making it easy on me to pronounce but they are making it easy me easy on me to read because it's so great five stars a bachelor nation must listen Favorite podcast, hands down. Love Arden and all the guests. Never a boring moment in this laugh out loud bachelor recap slash grief counseling weekly appointment. Can I just say, if there's any other podcast out there that is better at the bachelor and talking about anxiety and grief counseling, I'd like to know because I feel like we are really, we're really in our zone. And if you think, I just want you to know we're all in this together. I, I'm doing the best that I can. I am I feel like I'm doing okay. But then I thought I had a cavity and I went to the dentist yesterday. Turns out I am grinding my teeth so much. And they're like, okay, Arden, you should wear a night guard. Oh, no, no. Girl, I've been wearing a night guard for like 13 years. And I actually wear it every night. So like it's they said, oh, so you're day grinding you could wear your night guard during the day. And I thought like, what am I? Am I trying never to get late again? Like that's not happening. That's not happening. So I need to figure I think I need to do, actually remember to breathe a little deeper, which is not my specialty. But guys, I mean, I, so if you're stressed out, just know that your little friend Arden here has rubbed her teeth down to nubs. Not, not a, I'm not proud of it, but I'm also not ashamed of it. I'm doing my thing, and if I rub my teeth to nubs, that's my business. Okay, number two. um, Here's another one. Uh, Five stars, Jackie Reed, Arden the self-care queen. Who knew The Bachelor could be so good for my mental health? I don't even watch The Bachelor, but I love this podcast. Well, I sure appreciate that. That is, uh, you know... Again, I say this. We're we're just. I'm gonna throw one more on the pile. Five stars by Winosaurus. Wynos, best Bachelor podcast. I've been a fan of Arden since her days on Mad TV and Chelsea lately, and I've watched the Bachelor show since the beginning. So I'm not sure. I, sure, why I didn't discover this podcast sooner? I started listening for Peter season. I think I don't know. The Rona quarantine is rotting my brain. I hear you, Winosaurus. Oh, it's rotted my teeth. This podcast is just what the doctor ordered. I love the quirky. Cat- of characters, and it feels like I'm discussing the show with friends, which is awesome because none of my actual friends will watch it. I laugh so hard at every episode; it's my go-to pick-me-up when I'm having a bad day. And let's face it, that's pretty often lately. Uh, would love to hear y'all discuss Below Deck or Married at First Sight. Stay safe and keep doing the Lord's work. Well, I tried to get Anna to do Below Deck on our Patreon, which you guys can go to. It's been Bachelorette at New Zealand is so fun. Please just go to Patreon. It's such a joy. And we're doing Real Housewives of New York right now. Um, Anna has a podcast about Below Deck called Deckheads if you want to hear. All right. I'll do one more. One more email. Five stars. Ardently a fan by Kit Kat. I've been listening to this podcast for years and I'm ashamed of myself for not writing a review before. This is my hands down favorite podcast. I love all the guests, the Every Week crew, and Arden. It feels like a fun chat with friends who happen to be hilarious. And I, as a mental health professional, appreciate the real and honest discussions about real life challenges. The Bachelor is a wild franchise and it's wonderful to have the professional guidance of Lori. I also have to say I love Rob and his dulcet tones reduce my anxiety levels. I hope the Bachelor world continues forevermore so I can listen to this podcast so that I can, can, can watch the shows, although I do that too. Thank you for doing the Lord's work and lots of love. Thanks for being my quarantine friend. Oh, my God. All right, fine. One more. All right, two more. I'll do emails next week. This is all reviews this week. Okay, five stars. Mesnick recap episode may be my favorite of all time by Morgan Batts. My stomach still hurts from laughing. This episode was hilarious. I second everything mentioned about Stephanie and Sophia. I'm from South Carolina, so the story about General Mills reminded me of so many moms from my middle school years. Then the impromptu depression conversation. I love how honest and supportive you all were for each other. Seriously, so, so, so good. Thank you for this delicious content every week. Bravo once again. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Life goes on and sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down and you're still allowed to have a laugh and like – and just acknowledge what's going on, you know. I'm doing okay this week. I was stressed out last week. It comes and goes. It's up and down. I, you know, I'm trying to get up early and exercise first thing in the morning and that seems to make my day feel better and then like I do the rest of my work stuff after that. I don't know. And I am a night owl. Final one. This is five stars – By M. Kramer, literally choked laughing out loud. I've been with this podcast since the beginning. I was on a neighborhood walk and listening to this week's about Jason Goat. I took a sip of water just as they started discussing Stephanie and did the you are so sweet impression. I started choking and I thought I might die from laughter. Always so funny. I lost it with... Arden's Barb impression must go back and listen if you haven't. So there you go. That's some examples of some great um, reviews. So here we are. Why am I doing these Feeling Thorny episodes? I am doing them because writing the book gave me an opportunity to stop and take start of (sighs) the things that sort of made me me, like the challenges that made me me, the good stuff that like built put this humpty dumpty together and um you know a lot of it in the book is about how how some roadblocks ended up being gifts you know the how things that didn't work out how i wanted them to forced me to pivot and and just the zigzag journey both inside myself and outside myself how it all led to Today. So it's, it's, I think it's a pretty funny read. And it's also my, I would say my heart is on the page. And um, as a person who has social anxiety, this podcast has really helped me make friends. And you never know who that is going to be. And the person today that, We did Feeling Thorny with. I just love. He, you know, he was always my favorite bachelor. We reached out to him. Uh, We're talking about Weld Adams. And I reached out to him when I did my first podcast in Nashville. We did our first live podcast. And he was so great. We just had so much fun with him. He was so warm and welcoming. And then I got Booked. Uh, I did a show in Nashville. Like I was on a CMT show for eight episodes. And so I did his radio show. He did our podcast a bunch. Um, oh, you know what? No, that's not true. Our very first time ever meeting Wells, I hunted him down on Twitter. I hunted him down on Twitter and then he came in, I feel like maybe still drunk from the night before. And he did a podcast with me and Steve Heitner who played Kenny Banya on Seinfeld um, when we were still at Meltdown. And We just loved him. And we – like Steve busted his balls so much. You can go back and listen to that. Steve just is one of my favorite humans. But then Wells, like he he has become a friend and he – you know, he – there's been like a strange weird journey with Wells because – I mean, not to get not to get too real here, but uh, three years ago, right before another live show we did, we did a live show at Outside Lands Music Festival. And two weeks before the festival, my dad passed away. And I allowed my I talk a lot about in those episodes. I talk a lot about Grief Island, and sort of the joy and the tri- tribulations of Grief Island. That was my own doing. I I came up with this idea of Grief Island, which I actually talk about in the book, and um. I allowed myself to cancel anything I wanted to cancel and and I felt that my body instinctively knew what I wanted to do. And so I canceled a lot of work obligations but I very much wanted to keep doing the podcast and I very much wanted to go to Outside Lands. And so we went and he was so great and uh, really just like such an easy person to be around. He has so much humanity and then – Last year, not to be, sorry guys, spoiler alert, don't get, this has already happened and I'm okay. So, but my mom died suddenly like a year and a half later and Wells happened to be booked on the podcast. It was right before the finale of Colton. And so she died on a Saturday and I was filming Insatiable and I went up to Rhode Island and I had to like, and it was he and Steve Heitner were booked to do it again. And I was like, hey, I don't want to freak you out. My mom died suddenly yesterday. Um, I still want to do the podcast. I'm not going to be in person. Are you comfortable doing this with me? And um, he said yes. So it was he and Rob Benedict and Steve Heitner. And, you know, some people would have been freaked out by that. And he wasn't. And um, I just think he's such a great person you know he's the only he just is a good guy and i am grateful that he's in my life and that he's our friend and i'm so excited for you guys just to get to know him more and it's interesting to me i feel like he and rob benedict their stories had some similarities maybe in my brain if i'm we recorded this so long ago so there's might be some quarantine things that you're like what i think we recorded this in december or november so um yeah that's it. Sorry for the ramble. Okay, honey, I will. Don't forget to get your emails in. If you want that, if you want that toe, order it now. Artamarinebook dot com or Premier Collectibles and put in my name. If you want it, because there's only 250, and I've been talking about it on some social media, so go get it now. And um, we'll see you again with another feeling thorny next Friday, and we'll be back. The episode will go up September 3rd. It'll be the Nick Vielle episode. Okay, so much talking. It's so hot here. All right, stay safe. Wear a mask. You know what? Have some fun. I don't care if you've ground your teeth into nubs. You can still have a little dance party and have some fun. Okay, bye. Welcome to "Will You Accept This Rose?" A production of iHeartRadio. Oh
1: yeah.
3: yeah. I don't
2: care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels so, so good. good. It feels so good.
3: Just got one little question. Will you accept this
2: rose? I accept. Thank you for asking. Thank you for being such a gentleman and asking. You know what? I do accept. I'm feeling I've had three Chablis, and I'm feeling like I want to accept you guys. What is it? What, what color is Chablis? Red? White? White? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's Chablis time somewhere. My name is Arden Marine, and you think you're just going to get one theme song? That's not true because this isn't just any old "Will You accept This Road" podcast. This is our little fun special offshoot called "Feeling Thorny." And let's just set the mood for that, shall we?
4: <laughs> wow! You know what yeah. time it is? That's right. It's time for Arden to get a little close That's right Did Heitner make this?
2: I wish <laughs> <laughs> If Heitner had any musical well, talent this, little, this would be You know, be speaking of Heitner
4: fun, <laughs> Convos are gonna be super real yep. <laughs> She wants to get with you in all
3: the feels That's
4: right
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> whoa, That's right
3: Marie. Oh my god. Marie. I hope you have your yeah. first wedding
2: dance to that song. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen Well Adam fully
4: torqued after that.
2: Is that song. gonna be is that gonna be your first dance, that song? <laughs>
4: No, that's going to be the song that we consummate. The that's going to be it. That's going to be making baby, yeah. making baby, making time for sure.
2: Well, we're so happy to have you here. You just mentioned Steve Heitner, and as I, I did just like a little preliminary, just looking you up, and I was like, I don't need to ask how many. So I know he has two sisters because I remember yeah. Steve Heitner calling them wet and white, white. Which yeah. I feel like in 2019 he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like part of me is like. How – Heitner must feel so restricted now.
4: Yeah. I, I think he came up with wet and white like <laughs> right before the Me Too movement really yeah, that's took right. hold. That's right. And yeah, now he can't say it. But the problem is that one of <laughs> one of the sisters yeah. is such a big Seinfeld fan. When right. they when they heard – he could have called her right. – Anything. Anything. I right. see you next Tuesday. And you they'd know. be like, wait, what? Banya? I mean,
2: that's the thing with him. <laughs> that's the thing that's tricky about him because like on paper – Everything that he's saying is horrible. Yeah. And I remember I remember I met him. I was like 21 years old. He was my first job I ever did. Like I moved out here. I got this job. I'm living in Zach Galifianakis' closet. I'm working with Banya. Mm-hmm. And I, he called me like, like a broken down whore. So like <laughs> something awful. And I remember being like, I like you. And I like chased him to the snack table and literally like made him be my friend. Yeah, He's awful. So your sister was delighted by it.
4: Yeah, when I posted the picture of us, <laughs> yeah. my sister was like, holy crap. Yeah.
2: yeah, she's like, this is it.
4: Whoa, like you That's made right.
2: it. When you were saying <laughs> that your sisters run a tight ship, like they're yeah. tough.
4: Well, they're wet and white. Man. They're wet and they're, white. They're very clean. They're wet and
2: wipe, they're <laughs> wet. That's right. They do. They're tight. They keep it tight. <laughs> yep. They mm-hmm. keep it tight in the Adams family. And do you have brothers? Are there brothers? Yeah, the I,
4: have, I have two brothers. I'm surprised you haven't met my oldest brother. He lives in LA. He's in Brentwood. What does he do? He does like property management. So if you got any, oh, if you got any property, I gotta
2: manage. You gotta manage my property. Yeah. So he's like an adult. He's a responsible adult.
4: Yeah, and he's the good-looking one in the family. Oh
2: god, you certainly did not get any of those genes. I, got I mean, like over. that fucked-up family. Yeah. So he's the good-looking one.
4: Yeah, he was the model and the failed actor.
2: Wow. Yeah,
4: and uh, he was the one that got me into the batch have you never asked me this question about no the, how I got on the batch I
2: mean I might have but I'd like to hear it again
4: uh so he lives over in Brentwood there's a bar that he only one bar he goes to is Q's billiards club.
2: We've got to go there, you guys. Just yeah. out of just out of curiosity. So he's, he he like, he goes to a billiards club.
4: Yeah, but it's like a sports bar. Yeah. And anyways, so like they filmed What's like episodes of the hills there all yeah, the time. Yeah they did. Yeah they did. Where um, like
2: Spencer and Heidi and like who was that? Justin Bobby. Yeah. Justin Bobby, Justin I, Bobby. I put my ringer on for when so I remember Justin Bobby was like a fascinating so that was back in the day. They would go, they would film things there.
4: Yeah and so he was always there. That was like it's like you walk there from his place. Yeah. And he He would go there every day and like hold court and like play golden tea and someone – came in that was a casting director for the bachelor and was like this guy so she went up to him and she was like you have been entertaining everybody this entire time yeah i need to know who you are you know what your story is and are you single and at the time he was and he went through like the entire like casting process and my brother's just one of those guys that like has never met a stranger and like never loses a friend like i burn bridges left and right but like he is always friendly with everybody right and like eight years he ended up not doing it because he the casting process takes a very long time, and in that period, he found his now wife. Right, and so he was like, "No, thanks. I'm, I, I've actually found love, so we're good." But eight years went by, and then all of a sudden, I was like doing my radio show. I had recently gotten dumped, and he was like, "Do you want to do The Bachelor? I'm still, f- I'm still good friends with the right. casting that's director because
2: right, he's because He's never met a stranger. Yeah, who
4: like had had since moved to New York, but they still kept in touch. Right, and that's you how were, it you were
2: in Nashville. Were you yeah. in Nashville at the time?
4: Yeah,
2: um, and What did you think when he called and told you that?
4: So at the time I was doing a morning show uh, on like a local radio station and I used to do this bit. It wasn't a very good bit, but it was something I did where I would go on auditions and I'm not an actor, okay. but I would go on auditions for things. So like the day before, I'd be really excited and like as if you were my co-host, yeah. you'd be like, let's run through lines. Right, and right, so right, it would be like right. a Chinette paper plate commercial right, right, and right, I'd right, be like, right. wow, what a great plate. That's funny. Like, that was what it was. That's so funny. Like, so I you're practicing
2: meow- your lines yeah. before you go to the audition. And then I
4: did a Meow Mix commercial and great. it really was like, Meow Mix, yeah. great taste. Like yeah. I don't even know Yeah, yeah, was. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And so I used to go – but I would intentionally bomb because I didn't really care. It was more for like the bit of the next day where right. my co-host would be like, how did it go? And I'm like, I didn't get the China paper plate. Oh my god. Commercial. So
2: you're devastated.
4: Yeah. So I was like, this would be really funny if I go to this audition for The Bachelor.
2: Ta- so you can talk about it on your radio exactly. show.
4: That oh was my, my god. thought.
2: That's crazy.
4: And so I went That's in- crazy. Yeah. And I went into it like super laissez-faire and didn't right. really take it seriously and because I f- had that air of like I didn't give a shit, they like loved me immediately.
2: I'm gonna guess there's not that many people. I'm, I'm gonna, I bet that people who go in acting like they don't give a shit probably desperately care, but are trying to act like I'm gonna guess there's actually very few who truly don't give a shit that go in for it.
4: Yeah, I, well, this is what I remember of the day. I had two radio at the time. I had two radio shows, and so I had a window of when I could. I had I had a morning show and then I had an afternoon show. So I had like three hours. So.
2: In Nashville,
4: in Nashville, to do this audition, so I, I off the bat was like, got a hard out at you know like twelve thirty, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Which I, thinking back, like, what an asshole would do that, right? But it was true. Like, I had a go, go to work, and so I was like, I need to be the first one in. I'm sorry, but I gotta, I have work, and they're like, that's fine, that's cool, and also because. My brother had connected me with like now the lead uh, casting director. I think they were giving me some liberties that they weren't giving most people. Right,
2: because you had an end.
4: Yes. And and so I remember showing up and it was in Nashville. It was at a hotel and everyone was in suits because I think that in those guys' minds, you had to wear what you would wear getting out of the limo. Right. And I was wearing a t-shirt and like a jean jacket. Right. And like sneakers. Right. And so I walked in there. And they're like, we know you have a heart out. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, and yeah. I was like – they're like, why do you have to go? And I was like, oh, I got a radio show I got to go do. Yeah. And then, of course, they're like, do your – everyone always says like, do your radio voice. Right. Which I don't really have one. No, no, no. I know. But I have the fake ones. Yeah, so, so you like, can do it. So I did it for them. And then they were like, do some bits that you're going to do today. And so I had already like done the bit in the morning. So I had the same bit the afternoon and I right. did it for them. And like an hour and a half went by, and I was like, guys, I got to – like hard out, got to go. Right, And that's when they were like, we need to make sure you're open in March and April of so you, next year.
2: So you didn't have to go to like the airport Hilton oh, and I get- did.
4: I did. They, okay. They made me fly out okay. later for that. I'm
2: curious about that route. So you fly out. So you are like, okay, I've made it through. Yeah. I'm now, here I am. I f-
4: Top 50 is when you get to go out there.
2: So they do they pay to fly you in? Yes. Do you have to okay, so they pay to fly you in? Do you have to wear a certain outfit?
4: I don't remember.
2: And are you like sequestered? Do they take your phone?
4: I don't think they took my phone at that point. And- but I was sequestered. I couldn't leave the room.
2: Were you with any other guys?
4: No. Wow.
2: Okay, so you're in. Are you? Can you watch TV? Can yes. You, okay. And you
4: get in, in like unlimited room service. Great. This is at a time in which I was like, this "Oh my is God, amazing!" No,
2: blame me. For my first few jobs, <laughs> I'm like, "You mean craft service? You mean, I can eat yes. all these pop tarts." <laughs> and I, I truly, the first job I ever had, every woman on it, we all gained so. it was all like, oh, "You, uh, this food is free," you yeah. know. And then uh, like, your pants are slowly getting tighter and tighter. Um. Okay. So so you're there. You're in lockdown. And how is it like a three day weekend? Like how long are you at like the Ramada LAX?
4: It's so funny because every time I go to LAX. Now to fly out, I see it and I'm like, which hotel is it? It's the one on the right, it's white, it's shitty. I think it's a Sheridan. Okay,
0: I know, exactly. I, I know I which one it yeah. is. Yeah,
4: um, and I don't remember, I think it was an all weekend thing. So I think I flew out like on Thursday, yeah. I think I had stuff Friday and Saturday, and then I flew back on Sunday.
2: At this point, now that it's getting more real, now you've got some skin in the game, are you starting to care? Are you getting nervous? Do you, do you still not care?
4: I absolutely care. You care. At first, it was just for the bit. Like sure. I wanted the next day right. thing. And then yeah. when they were like, we want you to do this, I was like, whoa, really? Like this would be so right. fun. Yeah. Um, and I was single and I was like – Yeah, hey, why I not? kept keep on getting like cheated on and dumped. Like yeah. might as well try this. Yeah,
2: why not? It is
4: a shit. Um, so yeah, but the same thing happened. Like have you had guests on where they tell you like that process of no. being in the share? no, room? no, no. So it's pretty interesting. Like one – you know, you, you do a psych evaluation.
2: So I've seen Unreal. Like yeah. what – I mean do they do they want to see if you're going to crack? Like how, what kind of questions do they ask you? How do they evaluate you? So
4: it's it's a – I guess it's a pretty typical psych evaluation. Like it's across the board if you're going to be in politics or whatever. It's just all the same test.
2: What kind of questions? Is it about your it's, family or is it – fucked
4: up, man. So th- they'll have questions where it will be like um, – Oh, God. Would you like to be a florist? Yes or no? And then you're like, you don't know? No, I don't think I want to be a florist. Right. And then the next question is, do you have demonic thoughts of killing your parents?
2: Okay. I see. Yes
4: or no? I see. And then see. you're like, well, no. Now I'm rethinking the florist question. Right, right, right. Did you I know? answer wrong? Did
2: I answer wrong? Am I now the psycho? <laughs> yeah. I'm the psycho because I didn't want to be a florist.
4: Do you want to be a park ranger? Right. Do you harbor ill will to those who have wronged you? Right. It's stuff like that. Do they trick
2: like- you? It's like it's, yeah, like, it's-, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like. It almost feels like a good cop, bad cop, but it's only one person asking. And they're like, well, I'll do like fluff questions. And then yeah, do I harbor ill will? Yeah, I would say I do. I think I hold a grudge.
4: Yeah. Well, there's also – there's a lot of questions of like um, are the reasons why you have been unsuccessful due to other people's actions? So it's, it's like trying to figure out if like you're angry at others and not like taking ownership. I don't know. So you take that test. Yeah. And you meet with a shrink. And you talk to them about like your life problems and everything. do they
2: ask like, are your parents married? are you do they ask through
4: the test they can figure out a lot about you. It's I'm sure. kind of freaky I'm uh, sure
2: I have no game face i have, I'm in – and like I will answer any- and not in a good way i won't I don't want to and I won't be smooth about it, yeah. but I could fully be like tricked into a cult.
1: you know what I mean? Sorry, real quick. <laughs> so they're absolutely bringing people in that have filled this test because like chad. Or Luke P. But I think like, maybe they, they want that. They yeah, may want that. that. They, like they,
2: they, I think yeah, they're like, true. oh, here's our, here's our real viable guys and maybe yeah. here's our wild cards. Well, there's no
1: way Chad could pass that.
4: I don't know. OK. So the backstory on Chad was apparently when Chad did all that stuff, he was like 30 pounds lighter and oh, not, he started doing
2: like maybe some stuff.
4: I think he started working. work. He started to out. work out, working and out I think in a, in a that, major way. <laughs> and I and I remember talking to to producers like while we were filming that, being like, well, "How could you bring someone like this here? This is a liability for all of us." Were you and on
2: his season? Yeah, I was. He was dangerous.
4: He, I, and I was at that time like a buck fifty. I was getting yeah. ready to get broken in half, right? Um, and 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 they were all like. 3 months ago when we cast this thing he okay. did not look like this. I see.
2: I see. I see. Uh
4: but it's also not, it's not a f- like a pass or a fail thing. You know, like you I don't think you can fail that test. It's more of like what type of personality you are. Right. Um and I and I made it a point because I've done they make me do it every year even now as a bartender. Wow. And I make a point to talk to the to the shrink afterwards and be like tell me my scores like how because if- uh, you change like you're Everyone changes through their life. And so it was really funny. They would go compare my – from like my first time taking it to like now and what my, my – my confidence now is like so much better than is it is? was. Like, yeah. like That's nice. And, but like I, I've become more more self-deprecating but that's also like a confident – like it's all yeah. like going back to the same thing. and That's
2: interesting. It's
4: super uh, – it's a crazy weird test. But yes, yeah, so you take that test. You talk to like a private eye. So that crazy. like goes deep into your stuff because they don't – like you can't have someone who has – especially now, but you can't have someone who has – A secret. A, a secret or a restraining order against them right. or – and and I, I assume now they have like social media privatized. That wasn't a thing during my time.
2: I know that my friend who just did – like a stand-up, he's like a stand-up who did not like the new comedy. Whatever there's not the last comic standing, but whatever that one was on NBC. Mm-hmm. Like I know he knew that he was the only one that didn't have like when they scrubbed all of their tweets, mm-hmm. he was the only one they didn't have to delete any tweet. Like they're now deep diving. I know which they should. Yeah. Which they should because they had because they had that guy who did the all those racist Lee Lee. Lee. Yeah, they should. They should. Or. <laughs> or. I, or no. Actually, I, actually
4: I, I like the idea of, yeah. of erasing. You yeah, you sh- right. You should have to own that shit. Yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, you're right. If it is that kind of a. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So anyways, you do that and. Is
2: it, is it scary to be like meeting with the psych people? Is it scary to talk to like the detective? Type? Like that feels intimidating. Does it no. feel almost like you've been arrested or is it exciting?
4: It, I, it, it's nerve wracking, I think. Yeah. You're also just like. I don't know what's going to show up. Yeah. You know, in college I got arrested for stupid stuff. And yeah. I'm like, is that going to pop up? And Did like, it? No. Interesting. And then, you know, I got like a minor in possession of marijuana when I was like 18. I right. was like, is that going to – is this going to screw me over and, you know? And, and it didn't. No. That stuff like – that's not really what they're looking for or concerned right. about. They
2: don't want you to be like a psycho.
4: Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So you do – and then you take – STD tests. Yes. You take a lot of STD tests? Yes. Which I always appreciated because Yeah. yeah. I mean and I still do for for paradise I still do those. Yeah. And it's always nice because every year I'm like,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Still doing good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I was always obsessed with diseases. I remember my brother and I, I would always drag my brother every year. I'd be like, we're going to Washington Square Park to the clinic. And I, we would every year, I was so paranoid. It's like, come on. And like, it's not like we were the most popular people in town, but like, I don't know why I brought my brother, but there was something. It was like, we, I think we were both equally freakily wired. It was like, let's go make sure we're cool. Yeah. Um, so that's good that they do that.
4: I think so. – I mean it's important because if you're uh, going to have windmill sex, then – Dude, the know. windmill
2: sex and have like a mom so psyched cheering it on. Oh, I know. That part was spectacular. Like how do- – I don't ever want a parent cheering on yeah. me, boning – like my parent or somebody else's parent cheering on me getting laid four times in a windmill.
4: Yeah. That- I, I, I just think that she panicked because she didn't know how to respond to that situation. No, that's true.
2: I mean how would you not? Know?
5: Oh, Bone Zone. Time for the Bone Zone. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP.
3: this is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Were your,
2: how did your parents feel about you going on? Was it weird to have your parents watch? I mean, you didn't have anything super embarrassing.
4: No. I, I think everyone was super apprehensive of me doing it and like right. worrying how you know how I would be quote unquote edited and sure. if they had changed who I was. I to be honest with you. And someone who's now done the show for so long, I I've never seen an edit that I was like, that didn't happen. Right. You know? Right. For the most part, you said that shit. That's right. You were that person. Right. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it didn't happen, that kind of stuff. So but at that time, my parents didn't know that, and right. my sis, my siblings didn't know that, so they were just kind of apprehensive of how it was going to look. I remember coming home being like, I didn't tell anyone what happened, but I was like, everything's going to be fine. Right, I, I don't look bad. Nothing, I don't do anything that's going to make me look bad at all. You know,
2: I feel like just hearing you say you were less confident in the first time and then more confident later on. I feel like if I went into that mansion. I would find it – I think I would have gone and not confident and yeah. I think I would have found it hard not to fold in like in a competitive setting, particularly in a romantic situation. Like if I ever knew I was like – my friend and I both like the same or whatever. Like I would always sort of let somebody else – like I would sort of self-sabotage. Like I think I think it would be hard not to fold in in the house. Like how did – how was it being in that environment?
4: Well, I, kn- I knew I was never in the game. Right. Like it was pretty evident that –
2: it was gonna be
4: that she thought Jordan. I was cool, but right. not super into me.
2: How did that feel?
4: I was fine with it because I, I remember I liked her and I thought she was cool, but I also wasn't.
2: It wasn't like this is it for me.
4: This is it, you know. Right, she's it. But I also just didn't have a lot of time with her. Right. Um, until the end, that's when I got like sent home. But w- we've talked about this on other podcasts, like the the psychological. Experiment of the whole thing is yeah. interesting, and and ratings like reflect it. The Bachelor is far fi- far and away the more popular of the th- of the three shows. Is it in terms of ratings for sure? Okay, and it's this weird thing this is that
2: my least favorite
4: really. I mean, I and I but,
2: like The Bachelorette and Paradise.
4: Well, Paradise is g- coming up.
2: Qu- I mean, Paradise quick is to me the greatest on, show on television.
4: Yeah, it, they, Paradise is
2: a blast. <laughs> yeah, it's the most fun, I, and it feels actually like people are together the longest. And like, they, I, I love. I feel like I'm watching the other two to get to Paradise.
4: Well, yeah, and and now <laughs> that's what it is. It's it's a mean those two shows are now a means to the end of, to get to Paradise. You know, because you need to have those casts to get there.
2: Now that Bachelor has become very pageant centered, that's less interesting to me. I like the bromances that happen in the house. Yeah. I like the man friendships that happen during The
1: Bachelorette. Well,
4: that's what I was going to say. So in terms of ratings, it, this weird thing that happens when you put a bunch of women together right. going after one man and you put a bunch of men together going after one woman. Right. Women, for whatever reason, instinctively like um, get catty, yeah. separate, right. and get really, really competitive. And right. it's got to go back to like the um, – the caveman days and the pack mentality, men all band together that's and we're like chums and we're all yeah. rooting for everyone on. It's and, clear
2: watching that, yeah. that. Like you can see every season. I love when you see people starting to enjoy each other. Yeah. Like it's fun to watch.
4: But in terms of ratings, you want to see everyone bickering and that's why – this is my theory is why The Bachelor does better. It's because at the end of the day, the the lead isn't – the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. The lead is the cast that's going after the, those right. people, right? And so if everyone's friendly, then there's really not a lot of drama. Yeah. So, and if, if there's drama, if everyone hates each other, that's much better. And I think that's why people like the Bachelor.
2: Who was your best friend in the house?
4: Um, Derek was my best friend in the house. What's Derek? Derek Paith. <laughs> he dated um, oh. Demi.
2: Oh, my God. He was, he was on JoJo season? Mm hmm. Oh my god, that's so He went crazy. further than me too. He seemed so sweet. I I, I really liked him and I really liked him. I thought he handled the whole Demi thing so well this summer and I I didn't like when John Paul Jones came after him. I didn't like that. I liked yeah.
4: Derek. John Paul Jones just didn't – it didn't make any sense.
2: It felt a little live wire.
4: It, it just was like I'm losing out to this guy. Let's right. make up some stuff. No,
2: he quickly. seemed like a nice guy. Like I felt like yeah. I liked him.
4: Well, yeah, he's from from Iowa. He's like a finance guy in Manhattan. He's like a normal dude. Yeah, he
2: seems like a normal dude.
4: And like not to like belabor a overused cliche, like I think he's always been there for the right reasons. Like he was super – I remember when we roomed together and I was being honest and I was like, I don't think she's into me so I'm not that into JoJo. And he was like – how could you say that? I'm so into her. And I was like, right. well, don't tell anyone I said that, I guess. And he was like, right. don't worry, man. Your secret's safe with me. Yeah. And then he went on paradise and he got engaged to Taylor and that didn't work out. No. And then he came again and he just keeps on getting dumped.
2: I wanted him to be the bachelor. I did too.
4: I was, that's who I was rooting for.
2: I wanted him when he left and he was like, and that he was like, everybody always says you're such a catch. Like, I, I wanted him. I felt like we all felt – I felt like we all – every lady in America was like, oh, my god. I would, there There's so many ladies they would fix you up with.
4: Yeah. My – the reason why I was rooting for him other than he's one of my friends was he's 32, 33. Yeah, yeah. So that opens the door to have some older women, which yeah. I feel like the show has been missing a lot of it's that. It's
2: been really young. Yeah. Really young. Like 23 – yeah, that's yeah. young. That's young. I know. I know. It's it's been an interesting. We are unfortunate. We are so deep in. We watch Australia, and they reset every season. They have a new outside. They just bring it – every bachelor. They bring in some new dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then they go through, and the the bachelorette is from his. You know, and then they go through Paradise. But at, after Paradise, they have a reset of the franchise, and I like that because you can kind of reset. It's almost it's not eating its tail as much.
4: Yeah. I mean I would say that the one of the like glaring problems just in terms of production with that is if you're if you're on the bachelorette like for Peter for example yeah, yeah. he got 2 months of like learning how to do Reality television. Right, so true. now he's a little more polished than some guy you just drag No, that's street. what we
2: were saying. There's this guy that, like, watching, because we started a new season, we're like, oh, he's never seen himself on television. There's a certain beauty to that. Yeah. We're like, he doesn't know that when he talks, he's, just yeah. like a, <laughs> he's this handsome guy, but like, there's like, like, he's like, there's a panicky, you know, he hasn't <laughs> been put through. There's, a, you can tell he's never seen any of it back yet and that he would change it yeah. if he had a, a chance again.
4: Do you watch the, Canadian version? Should I? Because I used <laughs> to have to go up to Toronto. Not have to. They asked me to come up to Toronto and like do after shows.
2: I don't for, know anything about it.
4: Yeah, like the one that, that it was a couple years ago. I guess it was a professional baseball player who was a bachelor. Okay, who played for like whatever. And people
2: were like, "Bring it on!"
4: Yeah, everyone was into it.
2: We watched England, and and it was fascinating, and. At first, I liked him. It was like a dude with like a top knot, and I remember oh, yeah. like, hmm. but it was like it was like a guy in a man bun. But then he was so vain; he was so disgusting. Yeah. I hated him. And he
6: would be like, "Have you ever been with a girl?"
2: No, yeah, yeah, he was. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, that's oh. right. Like that's right. He'd be like, "You're really flexible. Have you ever just like I don't know, gotten drunk and made love to a woman?" <laughs> you're like, "You've even like, you asked me like any question, like what I do for a living, like if I have a hobby, like, like any." It's so clear what his like. His little picadillo You know like What his little deviant thing was I was like dude And he was I feel like he was wearing Like a little man Like man cloth It was not they made him paint him like in the garden. He was like draped with like nothing but like a little like towel on his dick, and you had to like paint him as if it was the Titanic. And like he oh, was, wow. he, he was Jack, and you mm-hmm. were like you were Rose. Painting is like, yeah. oops, I've got the towel on my dick. <laughs> it was just like this is England. Like bring me fucking Prince Harry. Like what is happening here? Like it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Of
4: the other like franchise iterations yeah. what's your favorite
2: australia it really like, it's a, it's spectacular the women are really down to earth and fun yeah. and cool um they remind me a lot of like carly you know yeah. they're, they're like fun adorable good sports um i it's it's not and i feel like they haven't quite figured out how to do it as well mm-hmm. uh what do you like australia
6: yeah I think so. Everyone
2: seems chiller. Maybe that's just the Australian vibe. They're not yeah. as dirty as we are. Like, they don't have fantasy suites. Oh, really? And, like, on Paradise, they are like, I'm just going to kiss one person here. And you're like, wait, what? what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you mean the whole time? Or you mean, like, like this Today. hour? Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Like, what? Yeah, they were very – they were very – and I remember they had a, this hot bachelor who – But he was very sort of prudish, and some girl tried to kiss him at, like, the cocktail party, so he sent her home. I'm like, what is happening here? I thought, in my mind, whenever I'm meeting Australians, they're just, like, on a year-long – like, they all have tickets for a year just flying east, Mm -hmm. and they're just, like, shit-faced going from, like – they're like, I'm a ski lift operator. Like, they just go from, like, sort of part-time job to part-time job partying around the globe for a year. So I was like, they're – but they're, they actually, I guess, like themselves more. <laughs> yeah. They're not as dirty as we are. They don't like to go like get at it in the hot tub.
4: How do you watch it? I want to watch it.
2: I'll send you the link. Okay. There's like this There's like this database and you just put in any old email. You watch it on Chrome. It's a, Oh, really? The, to me, the greatest season of any of the shows ever was the season one of Bachelor in Paradise Australia. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't know how to do it. So like – and it was just two years ago. And there was three couples that came out of it that were like Carly and Evan. There were three weird couples that like really fell in love. Would you – do you think that was the best one we ever had?
6: Yeah. That was – and it was long. It was like 16 episodes. It was really entertaining. Is that the one that Jared was on? Yes.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. He had a hard time. Did he? He had a hard time. They, They – I don't know why it was fascinating. All the women of Australia. Poor Jared. He's like, and it was, and I was watching. So I was like, of course I know who he is, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's probably used to like at this point probably getting hit on wherever he goes. Yeah. There's probably this like, woo, like record scratch of like, wait, what? They 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 all loved Grant. Grant was there.
4: Oh, really? He was on my season.
2: Okay, I'm going to tell you something. So he – oh, my – are you going to watch it? Because I kind of – okay, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but when you're done, tell me when you're done and I'm going to tell you something. (laughs)
4: Okay.
2: (laughs) It's the craziest.
4: (laughs) Is it do with Grant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Should I tell you? Yeah, just tell me. Just tell me. Okay, 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 okay. So – okay, 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 okay.
4: (laughs) She's standing up by the way Okay, okay, okay.
2: (laughs) So there is. So so Grant comes on and they're all like, who the – fuck is that like oh i got that guy and fucking they all i'm the worst that i all sound yeah. like irish leprechaun when i do it but they they, they can't fucking believe grant is grant daniel and jared show up and poor jared <laughs> they kept be like oh jared's a kid in kindy that nobody wants to party with like nobody <laughs> like, they kept calling like nobody wanted to hang out with jared so everybody's like fucking give me grant like like fuck just bones on like straight like I, maybe i will kiss the guy that's yeah. grant So there's this one that, for whatever reason, this woman, Ali, who had – she had been on years ago and, like, she'd taken, like, a seven-year hiatus and she came back and she had, like, new tits the size of Jupiter, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, gigantic and, like, just the full shebang. And But she was like, I'm just going to kiss one guy. And everybody was just, like, falling for Ali. Everybody loved Ali. And so Ali was like, my kiss is going to Grant. And so Uh she and Grant pair (laughs) off and they are – They have – like they were pretty cute and they went on like – so like bike riding dates and everything. But she was very – she was – she had a lot of self-esteem and was like, I'm just being with one person and I was very hurt. I'm just kissing Grant. They got engaged. They did? They got engaged. She comes to a visit and they break up because he's such a dirtball that he said this on – like he talked about it on a radio station and he released the texts apparently they all went out in Hollywood like on like a Tuesday night and he walked in at like a midnight and allegedly
4: his friend
2: is like eating her out in the stairwell
4: his friend?
2: (laughs) yeah he walked in on his friend going down on her. Oh, so in, he
4: wasn't being a dirt ball; she was being. But he,
2: re- but he released all the like. we were like, wait a minute! You won't kiss anyone, but that his his friend can eat you out in the stairwell. But to be clear, it sounded like she was very drunk. Like yeah. everyone was very drunk,
6: and it was just but a like
2: bad that. Situation. But then he told everybody, and it went yeah. like, I mean, how crazy! <laughs> I was like, because well, I, I, of course I like I, I wanted to follow up on all the couples that got engaged because yeah. I didn't know who anybody was. I'm like, are they still together? Are they still? Together? together and that one was like ours grant like so with Allie, you know and i'm like wait wait what like wait of all the reasons to break up like what like she didn't even kiss anybody she's getting eaten out by his like his friend in the stairwell
4: wow But <laughs> what, what friend was it was a daniel
2: i don't think it was a uh, i don't think it was a bachelor it oh, was okay. somebody in la it was isn't that crazy
6: yeah but it was a friend who didn't know they were together like oh. he didn't know that was Allie. i don't know I, I was just that.
2: like, the whole thing was like, such a, it was when you start, I, I'm very much no spoilers. So when I go, like, I really wait till the, I don't know how it's going to end. And so like then when it's done and I, it was such a good season and I'm deep diving. The last thing I expected to see was eating out and it's terrible. It was just, I didn't of any breakup. That detail has never been a detail in any breakup. It was so insane. Katie, what do you think of all that?
1: I think it's crazy. I didn't watch it, though.
2: It's great. I know. I keep meaning to it. I'll be it. real that's with so you. And I, you're not going to like this morning. So I'm just going to tell you the truth. The first few are a little slow. I'm just going to tell fine. you that. Right. Just know that. And you also know that I'm I'm a psycho enough that I can tell you season two sucked. Like, you don't need to. I'll be real okay. with you. It's season one gets better and better. It's a blast. And that's, that's my, that's my, that's my bit of tea. That's my bit of tea. I – you were on JoJo's. I like JoJo's and I like Caitlyn's. Yeah. Those were two great seasons. Yeah, it was – What's your favorite season to watch?
4: Well, I didn't watch it until I had skin in the game. So I didn't really watch the show until Ben's season. Yeah. And then – so I missed Caitlyn's season.
2: Hers was great. She was a great bachelorette.
4: There was a long time that I said that I was – I was from Caitlin's season because – It
2: felt like you were.
4: Yeah, and there was just a lot of – like right after the show, a lot of severe douchebaggery that was coming from like the dudes from my season where I was just like, I don't want to be right. associated with this. Right,
2: because of Chad?
4: Yeah, but like there was just a lot of guys who were partying right,
2: right, and right. – right. I, I remember your crowd. It, I know who it was. Yeah, it was
4: just a lot – and I, I was like, I don't know if I want to be like associated with this – um but now we're all cool. I mean like you know, you get like a 15 minutes of fame and then you go apeshit I guess. And then you start make you start eating people out in stairwells. <laughs> I don't know what happens.
2: I, you know what? I know I would. I know that yeah. that is – I cannot wait. Now that insatiable's out, I'm going to go find somebody and I'm just – either I'm going to go down on a stairwell or I'm just going to – you're going to find me at the Grove like in the parking store. But some do. <laughs> some do. And I'm like, where's my car? I don't know but I'm having a good time. Here's my – OK. I have a question for you. I'm asking you about so – your, so your brother was the hunky model. Yeah. So did you consider yourself – you're like – did you think – because you're a handsome gentleman. Do you consider yourself like, oh, I'm – I grew up with like a nerdy, smart brother. I can't imagine going up with like a model. Like did it make you feel less than with him?
4: He's so much – he's 13 years older than me. Right. So, so it didn't really matter. It didn't – I didn't really compute for me. I had another sister who was like a beauty queen right. as well. like um, Wet. Wet
2: or white yeah yeah, uh, wet (laughs) wet
4: wet for sure of course the beauty queen's wet
2: obviously duh
4: it's weird I'm saying yeah (laughs) yeah and um, so not really I I think my the perception I had of myself was I was the funny one of the family but I was also like the entertainer I was the the baby of the family so I was always doing wacky things to like get people to pay attention to me yeah
2: were you popular in school
4: yeah I think so
2: we just talked to Rob Benedict. He was also. He was like, I was the funny one. Did you get girls in school? Yes, you did. Yeah, interesting.
4: Yeah, I, I, I was. I don't know how I did it. Like to this day, I've really outkicked my coverage f- from the beginning. But I dated the a girl who was the. A year older than me. Yeah, you did. Yeah,
1: and you did. And she
4: was like known as the hottest girl in school. Yeah, and you did. When what she, year?
2: What grade were you in?
4: So I was a junior and she was a she- senior.
2: Okay. That's like the prime time too.
4: And then she went to college and we stayed together. For how I can't long? believe – I mean God bless her. But like yeah. – And so – and she was hot at this – where she went to college and I was coming to like date parties as a senior in high school, which I'm sure was so embarrassing for her.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you did it.
0: I did it. Interesting. Killed it.
2: So funny. Like both Rob and Wells because in my mind, I feel like a lot of the people that I'm friends with and that I enjoy (laughs) were later bloomers. But you stayed a nice person. And you have a personality. In my mind, the blooming early, like – like, I don't know. I guess I I guess I think I knew people, but maybe the guys I know were funny and they got like and they got the ladies in high school.
4: I I would say that I only have been successful with females because of my personality. Oh, A 100%. I uh, had nothing else to do with I I went through a pretty big fat stage. People don't know about that.
2: Like how fat? I had a fat stage.
4: So, I'm like 160 right now. Yeah. So I played I played rugby in college, so I was like beefed up and like and like kind of big and okay. um and I was around like one seventy five at that point, okay. one eighty. And then I got really hurt. Yeah. I broke my leg, yeah, had did. a bunch of surgeries, I ate ice cream, I was very depressed. Yep, I got it. And I got to like one eighty five, one ninety yep, yep, on yeah. this frame. So there so and this is when I just first moved to Nashville, and I was living with my best friend's sister, who was at Vanderbilt, and I lived with two girls, and all their sorority sisters come over, and I was just a fat kid.
2: Right, right, okay. And right. I couldn't,
4: I couldn't get dates with them if I tried.
2: How? Wait, how old were you?
4: This is right out of college. I was like twenty-two.
2: How long did you keep it on?
4: Um, I think I, I think for a couple years.
2: It's weird to become. I got fatter later. <laughs> I got. I would say around. Like I'm five three, mm-hmm. and I would say it was I. I <laughs> uh, college I was depressed. I didn't was I went to the wrong school. I yeah. didn't look. I went to school in Colorado. Um, I talked about this in the book. act I found my friend Cheryl to my best friend. I didn't look at it, and she went and looked at it. I should have fucking looked at
4: Boulder? it. Boulder.
2: No, I went to CC where it's like oh, okay, but it's like the same whatever yeah so i didn't look at it she went there's like all these hot guys on bicycles she's like let's go there's (laughs) hot guys so i was like great let's go so like i followed her there like an idiot and then i got out of the car and like just saw like like there was a guy that lived across the hall from me his name is ray and he was a male witch and he had like a cloak warlock he was like a war yeah but he (laughs) called himself a male witch bold call i'm like like he had like he was like fight. He had like a wooden. He like made a sword. I mean, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. that. It was like, and it was just just sort of rich, trustafarian, like trust fund rastafarian white kids. Yeah. And I, I was like, whoa, I should have. done – That's why I don't. I should have done my research. And like, <laughs> I tried to drop out, and then but my mom had already paid for my tuition, and they, and so. I just made, the, but I just got, I just got, I just started eating yeah. ice ice cream, yep. and then, um, and then I went to Chicago when I was nineteen. I started doing improv there. Like I had, like I found like an arts program there, and it was like I had a fake ID, and it was like alcohol and like late night burritos, and it was all these gigantic comedy guys, was, like Adam McKay, and like all these, and they were all, like six six, and so I would just try to keep up with them, and I just got fatter and fatter. <laughs> In Chicago, nobody cares because there was like, yeah and there's no women but then I wasn't in Chicago and then when people know you you're like the little dumpling and it was hard
4: were you second city
2: I did improv olympic okay but it's where they all were before um before they go to second city yeah but it was like all the UCB founders were there it's like where everybody kind of started this guy del close so i mm. was 19. it was awesome but it was like It's weird when you're like, oh, my body has betrayed me. And now people know me. I'm like the curvy friend. Yeah. Uh, And I remember before I graduated, I was like, I'm going to lose this. So nobody in L.A. ever... Tells me to lose weight.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm
2: just gonna jog. So no dick was like, we can't. Like it wasn't an option then. Like yeah. at that point in time, everybody was like so skinny. I was like, I just have to. I have to get this done.
4: I feel like everyone should have a, f- a fat stage. One hundred percent. And everyone should have like a waiting tables phase. One hundred percent. Which usually like, intertwine with one another. I True like. story.
2: <laughs> yeah, because it's late night. Yeah, you're smoking. You're drinking. You you might be like making out with one of your coworkers. Oh, yeah. You're making weird decisions. You're like dry humping on like a like like by the by the like ice box. I was a waitress. I was a bad waitress. Do, when did you wait tables?
4: When I was in well in college and when I was out of college, and I was a I was a I was a good waiter in terms of like talking to my tables yeah. and like making everyone feel like they're having a good time. Yeah, but I was a horrible waiter with learning the menu. It's hard. Never learn the menu. It's, I just made shit up. It's hard. Yeah.
2: What kind of a restaurant was it?
4: It was called Brick Tops. It it was like an iteration of Houston's. I love Houston. I love Houston. The restaurant was good.
2: By the I love a chain restaurant and I – there was – in Dallas – I was working in Dallas and I ate every meal at a offshoot of Houston's. Yeah. I I will do any chain restaurant.
4: It's so funny too because the last time I was on your show, you had Rob on. Benedict. And – I was like, god, "He looks so fucking familiar." And we used to watch Waiting when we were waiting tables.
2: Oh my god, and he was on that?
4: Isn't he isn't he yeah. 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 He's the guy that can't pee. And it's so like when we when we waited tables, we watched that show or watched that movie at least once a week. Oh because god. it was like our yes. citizen Kane, yes. you know, it was like our thing. Yes. And then I, it was just so weird I love that I
2: show. brought you Waiting and Banya.
4: I know exactly, my two you know,
2: you have been. I just want to, and I don't mean to get too real here, but you have been strangely around or near me at very weird moments in my life. Yeah, I mean, like I did that Outside Lands show with you. Yeah. two weeks after my dad died, and then like you were booked to do my show this last March. And then it's like, "Oh, hey guy, like and then my mom died." And like, "But you still you still did it."
4: Well, I wasn't going to pile on and be like, "No, <laughs> can't do
2: it." Were you freaked out?
4: No, I feel I feel horrible for you.
2: It was hard. It is horrible. I wouldn't recommend it. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible.
4: I am just amazed cuz you're such a, like a positive energy. Yeah. I don't know if that happened to me, I think I'd have been like Podcast cancel a day. I, I gotta go walk around a lake or something.
2: I mean, it was a weird thing because, like, when my dad died, we had you know we knew it was going to happen at some point soon, and um, it's weird and it, and I try it's it's it was okay. The book deal literally closed the day of her funeral. Like, yeah. so I've been like trying to sell this thing for years, and I get this email like going to the funeral. That's like, hope you're having a great week. Like, we're excited to do this book, and I'm like. Ah, hey, like there's a, it might be a little, it's like, it might be a little different now. There's been like a weird event, but like writing it, I realized the podcast, like, has, it's so strange, but I, I'd never been that personal in my stand up. And my dad died on a, Sun Saturday or Sunday during paradise, (laughs) and I remember I had to fly home. And like, and I made the decision, and like, because my mom liked doing the podcast, my brother enjoyed I was like, let's just do it, and we did it from the den. And like, and I remember there was no hiding that we were there. And I was curious if it was gonna like freak people out, yeah. And then people started just emailing in, and then And then we had the live show and I remember Heitner, of course, made like the worst joke from the stage and like he freaked out the audience at first. But I remember deciding like one of the gifts of grief is like I think your body very much I find I know exactly who I want to see and who I don't want to see and what I want to do and what I. it's so clear. I can't fake it. And so I was like, no, I want to go do that. And like the audience was so sweet. And so um and just the response of people, because like everybody has shit, yeah. So it's been interesting. And then when it fucking happened again, I'm like, I guess I, I guess we do it. Mm-hmm. And in a in, it, in a weird way, it helped provide like normalcy for me and my brother. And I watched the show together, yeah. fra- and we took notes together. We did it in the den, and um, it actually like. It's. It, I never in a million years would I have thought The Bachelor and in a weird way like this podcast. I think I built my own life raft mm-hmm. It's because it keeps you connected to people and something to focus – because you have a lifetime of unpacking that. But it's yeah. like something to do in the moment that kind of reminds you who you are.
4: I know. I mean I think – I've been trying to figure out this whole thing for a while, and social media can be a horrible place, but it can also be like a, a wonderful place. And same with podcasts; I think they're similar. There's different mediums, right? Um, but like, if, if if done well and done right, really all they are is like a window into your life, and then there, and then you can have people relate to you. And yeah. everyone just wants people to understand you, yeah. You know? Like, and so when like things like that happen with the podcast or even like on social media, and then you yeah. see like. like. Like an influx of people being like, I totally relate to what what you're going through. Yeah. It's a weird, weirdly comforting thing with all like the negatives that there are on social media and on the internet. Like I think those are like the two really good things that come out of it, you know?
2: I agree. It's a a weird – it's a weird thing to also – like I remember even debating like, oh, do we – for both of them, we sort of waited like two days to like, okay, let's just wait a couple of days and then we put like a, we did a thing on like Facebook or like, and just so people who knew, but it, it's, it's an interesting thing when your life turns upside down and like you kind of can't hide it. And yeah. like, there is a way of, um I don't know, I guess what I would say, like, and, and I do talk about this and like the thing like that you can have your worst thing happen and still like still yourself.
4: Yeah. It also makes it so you can't like do the thing that you probably shouldn't do, which is like push that emotion down and like not think about it and talk about it. If you got to go on air or whatever, then you have to acknowledge acknowledge it and then it's it's probably some sort of like – Nice coping mechanism that makes you have to face it. You know. Yeah,
2: I know. I remember thinking like, okay, in a year, I can either be sad or I can be sad, fat, and broke. I was like, I just want to be sad. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, okay, let's just deal with this and like not like not sink the not sink the whole ship. Um, you, when did you move here?
4: Uh, I moved here like a year and a half ago,
2: and. Um, did you move right? Did you move you and you and Sarah Hyland are getting married? We
4: are. Yeah, we're getting we're engaged.
2: When did you get? Did you guys live together right away?
4: Yeah, it was an interesting thing because I was going to move out here. Right. My contract with iHeart had ended like there was just not much for me to do out in Nashville. I'd, I had made like a deal with myself that I'd spend 10 years there. And if I wasn't married with kids, then yeah. I would go experience something new. I did 11 years. So it was like, I got to go. I want to go to L.A. And, um. I remember having the conversation because my brother, going back to him, yeah. is a, a property manager. Yeah. So he knows where a bunch of apartments were. And I sure. was like, um, this is what I'm looking for. And I remember having the conversation right. with Sarah, being like, okay, so I want to find something kind of close to you and, you know, and I need a backyard for the dog and yada, yada, yada. And I remember her being like a little offended that right. it wasn't like, why don't you just move in with me? Right. And I was like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to assume that right. I'm going to live with you. Right, right. And no, she was like, no, that's so weird. Just why wouldn't you move in with me? And so that's how that happened. And that was just very nice because I didn't have to yeah. worry about getting anything.
2: And then how was the transition out here?
4: Super easy because I'm from good. California. Right. so You're I can from always, Northern California? Yeah. So I can always drive up and see my parents, which of course I never do, but
2: They it's both are from Northern California, girls.
4: Yeah? Where are you guys from? Uh, the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah.
1: Near San Francisco. You're okay. from
4: Monterey. A Monterey, yeah. So I, don't, so I don't even know if you consider that Bay Area. I consider That's like Central. Central
1: That's where the Seals are. Yeah.
4: yeah. I've and seen. the Otters. And the Otters, yeah. the
2: Otters, the Otters. Yeah.
4: Uh, so that wasn't a bad a weird transition for me. It was That's actually good. quite nice, yeah. That's
2: good. And are you, how did you where did you get engaged?
4: In Fiji.
2: Was it beautiful there?
4: Yeah, it was really it was amazing. It was just this is a lot of it's – it's stressful to get engaged, like yeah. to do it, to like execute it and do it well. And for me, it was tough because I was filming in Paradise for the month before. Like I, we were supposed to wrap on like June 29th and we were supposed to leave for Fiji on July 3rd. So like I literally was coming home. Not unpacking because it was just beach wear anyways right, right. and then going there. But I had to get the ring and so like – and I was in Mexico. So I had to get the ring before – get all that stuff done before I left for Mexico. So I was like – Did you bring it to Mexico? No. OK. I had a window of three days to get the ring. Yeah. Once I got back from Mexico, before I went to Fiji, and there was like a stress with that, and it didn't get almost didn't get here in time.
2: I know guys say that once they have the ring in their pocket, it's like burning a hole in yeah. their pocket. Like all they can think is like, "I got the fucking ring." Like you got to get rid of it. You got to. How so? The, that's a long flight too. Did you act weird? Do you think leading up to it? Did you act? Were you like smooth leading up to it? Or I think
4: I was pretty cool. I I, I think I blew my cover like the day of for sure. But we, I put it in my – I've told this story before. I put the ring in my – I brought my drone.
2: Yeah, you did.
4: Because my thought was I'll have the drone hovering and it will videotape me getting down on a knee and – which it did. I, I used that footage like on Instagram. Um, but I had the ring in the drone case. Mm. And when I, – I didn't know this but when you go to a different country and you bring a drone into the country – they have to inspect oh my it, god. and they have to, and you have to like fill out paperwork. And was, she,
2: was she there? Like, so
4: yeah, we're in customs oh in Fiji, god. and the guys like, "Is this a drone?" I was uh. like, "Yeah, it's a drone." Like, well, we have to inspect this. Oh my god! And then so then I say to him, "Okay, hold on, can we go?" Could we do this in a, in a different room? Oh my god! Which I'm sure is not what any TSA <laughs> yeah. guy wants to hear. Yeah, is, yeah, 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 Wait, we have to go to a different room yeah, to right,
2: inspect yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
4: So I take we go into the room and I'm like, "Hey, man, all cool. You can look at this, but the engagement rings in there, and oh I don't, god. I don't want them to open it, and then she was going to see the box, and then it would be over.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my so god! So it's just
4: stressful, and it's also burning a hole in your pocket because men, for the most part. Never have anything that expensive on yeah. their person. No. Ever. No. And it, and we're like – men are so stupid that you – like, of course I'm going to lose this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of you course, know? of course. I lose my phone every 30 seconds. Like <laughs> I'm going to lose this very expensive ring. So it's like I got to – I have to give it to you so you can fuck it up. Yeah,
2: yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, can't yeah, fuck yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, and that was my thought. I remember – and I kept on putting the drone uh, in the safe – Oh and she's like, what are you – who gives yeah, a sh- – yeah. no, this still your $700 yeah.
2: drone, yeah, you dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And I was like, nope, I got I, I don't yeah, trust yeah, the yeah, cleaning crew here. Yeah, they want my drone.
2: Everyone wants my fucking drone. <laughs> That's a great Get your fun. hands off my drone. That's my drone.
4: Yeah, yeah. And then so uh, – yeah, then when, when it when it came down to it, she, she was putting a lot – she knew it was coming and she was putting a lot of makeup. And I was like, why are you getting so dressed up? We're just going on a picnic. And because we were going she like know. this. She knew. Yeah. She knew. So then then I pulled a little – you because know, I can act too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I put on a T-shirt and bathing trunks yeah. mm. or like a tank top. And I was like, what do you think? Is this good? And she goes, I don't know. Is
2: it? Oh, and I was yeah.
4: like, oh, OK. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 So then I put on a collared shirt and then we went. And then,
2: yeah. <sighs> when are you getting married? Or is it secret?
4: Oh, we Be- just don't know yet. We haven't like really started doing that yet.
2: I think when I I think – well, congratulations! Thank you. That's exciting. Do you want to get? Do you want to get married, Katie? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to I mean, get married?
6: I don't know. I'm weird about contracts. It's the Persian in me. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you? What does your dad think of
6: Zach? you think I've spoken to my dad about this?
2: <laughs> but do they get along? They met. My dad
6: and Zach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. A little too great, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I get it. No, I know.
6: I get have,
4: it. Have you heard that Aziz Ansari bit about marriage?
6: No. What is it? Have you heard it? No.
4: It's so funny. He, he's like, the concept of it is just ridiculous. I'm going to butcher it because yeah, I'm not yeah. Aziz. But he's like, the concept of it is ridiculous. You know, you say, hey, put this thing on your finger to prove, <laughs> to show everyone that you're mine. You yeah. can't back out. And then sign this piece of paper that that shows that we're going to be together forever that until is- we die. Yeah. And then she, then he goes like – why are we doing this? Tax reasons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking crazy. It's,
4: it is so weird. But are
2: your parents still married?
4: No. Okay. They're split up. When but did they split up? Like right when I was in high school, like in the middle of me going through high school. Was that hard? Yeah.
2: Was it out of the blue?
4: Uh, Kinda. I, just, I don't know if I was being super perceptive of the whole thing, but it was tough. I was the only one left in the house. So, I was having to deal with the fighting and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was choosing sides, which is tough to do. And, um, you know, I think everything worked out the way it was supposed to. But her parents are still together. So, that's nice. And we just had the meeting of the parents. That's good. Which was interesting. How did it go? (laughs) It went really well. You know, she's, her family's, all actors they're all okay. like broadway okay. liberal right. you know right. new yorkers yeah. and um my parents are from carmel california right my dad's a doctor yes s- a conservative you know like Ooh,
2: okay okay so Is we were carmel just, conservative
4: it's just a lot of money there yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. you know so um we were just very nervous like and the, and right. like, there's impeachment proceedings going on, like right, you're like right, waiting okay. for someone to say yeah, something. Yeah, no, I
2: know, I know the politics stuff. Yeah, yeah, the we, politics it, stuff is tough. It's tough.
4: Um, so we were nervous about that, and it ended up, you know, I think you never give like your family as much credit as they deserve, and of course they were going to be fine, but we were stressing about things that we probably didn't need to stress about, and everyone was lovely, and it went wonderfully, and my dad and her dad are like texting now, and oh god. And, <laughs> My mom and her mom are friends on Facebook, and I saw that they're liking pictures, which is terrifying. Yeah, 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 But yeah. here we are.
2: Ooh, I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break.
5: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances.
3: This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
2: What are you doing in L.A.? Do you have a radio show?
4: Well, I was doing my radio shows like in L.A. for Nashville. Yeah. And I did that for like a year and I think at some point they were like, one, you don't live here anymore and like it's weird that you're not going on client calls and stuff. So, Right. um, Also, the money wasn't super great. So I think we just both went our separate – what ended up happening was I was – I went and filmed a pilot for a different network. So I was gone for a month and then I had to go film for Paradise for an entire month. So effectively I was gone for like two and a half months Yeah, and they were like, dude, you can't. You got to – we got to figure something out so that we separate. So I'm not doing radio anymore. I do two podcasts. Um,
2: What podcast?
4: So I still do YFT, Your Favorite Thing, and that's with Brandy Cyrus. Yep. And that's just a podcast about what our favorite things are that week. So like Insatiable. We love to binge Insatiable. Thanks. Which by the way, I have to say, like I've seen your – I mean – when we first met, I don't know if you were on Shameless, and then I you were you were on Shameless there like in the middle of our meeting. Yeah. And which is weird because Sarah's best friends with Jeremy.
2: Who's who, so sweet. Who
4: like lives on the street from us. He's so sweet. And like came to our engagement party in yep. the Natty. And uh and then now you're on Insatiable and Sarah's like best friend in the world is Debbie.
1: Who's the best?
4: Yeah. And so it's like I, whatever show you do next, Sarah needs to be. Friends I love
2: with it. I love that. that. Debbie is the best. Yeah. She's so sweet. Um, I know. She's spoken so highly. And like, and I of know. me? And, yeah. And Because like, she
4: talks a lot of
2: shit to my face. Does she? But yeah. this yeah. was fun about yeah, her. Yeah, she's great. But well, now, I made but, her start watching The Bachelor. And so I remember she met, she was with you at the iHeart thing like two years yeah. ago. And she was like, she, because it was like her first year that she had been watching. She watched Becca and she watched. Ari was her first yeah, one. Yeah. But like watching her be so excited for people to find their love journey, and then she was with you and she was like, Dean's drunk. <laughs> i like texting yeah. pictures. It's so funny to watch her fangirl people. But like, yeah. she loves you guys together.
4: No, I know. And I got to meet Josh at like the uh, night before party. So sweet. And so we're best friends now, which is great.
2: Yeah, of course. Obviously, yeah. that. I asked him if I could open up for him as an amateur magician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Paris. <laughs> 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 like what would be the world's worst opening act <laughs> he was a good sport he he was like i'll get back to you on that so yeah. I'm, I'm i think i'm i'm hoping that that i'm counting on i think it's probably gonna happen season three that's probably gonna happen yeah um okay you said before we go that you know we're obsessed with what happened to we with what happened to peter's face yeah How did he, how did this poor young pilot get 24 stitches in his face that you allegedly, what have you sort of around the bout heard?
4: What I heard was, and this is from a pretty reputable source. Yeah. I heard that um, he was, he was like on a golf cart, you know, like, well, you've been on set, like, if you're, you're, he was on a golf cart driving somewhere. Great. And he was holding two uh, glasses of champagne. Love it. And he was for the show, I'm I'm assuming. Sure. And um, you know, like, if you've ever gotten in or out of a golf cart, they've got that, like, overhang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I heard was – He got out – he was either getting out and then trying to get back into the golf cart and forgot to like duck his head.
2: Okay, okay, okay. And so when he
4: did that, his head hit the roof of it Uh and then it kind of pushed it down into the glass and the glass broke and cut his head. That's what I heard.
2: You know what? That's the only – like I feel like you actually made it sound plausible. Yeah. That actually was like, okay, I believe that because I'm hearing – Freak accident, two alcohol glasses. Day. Yeah. I just hear day drinking. Yeah. <laughs> day drinking golf cart. I just hear like, who's ready for the 19th hole? You know, I <laughs> like, like, I'm like I need to see that footage. I'm sorry he has stitches. But then I hear, I mean, is his face fucked up? I don't. That's a lot of stitches.
4: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That I, poor
2: guy. I mean, who wants to go into fantasy suites with that? Well,
4: and I heard that he was like so apologetic Aww. about the whole thing and being like, "Did I ruin the show?" Oh,
1: poor boo.
4: And was, you know, the person telling me this was like, "What are you talking about? This is the best." <laughs> <it up."> <laughs> you
1: know,
2: like, kind of made the show. There's gonna be an ambulance
4: scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, you're right. To so be continued. It'll yeah. be a
2: two-parter. Yeah. It'll be a two-parter. I. I'd, I I was just trying – I'm glad that it's on his forehead because I was trying to figure out how he could go to, like, windmill sex, like, with, like, cheek – like, a cheek – like, a full 24 – that's a lot of stitches.
4: Have you ever had, like, a face or a head injury? Like, it bleeds
2: That's right. On the forehead, it bleeds and bleeds because it's right near your bone. It just bleeds and bleeds. I bet it was a shit shot. Yeah, it
4: looked – I'm sure it looked like a murder scene. No,
2: I mean literally like a full (laughs) fucking murder. Like, like – just the world's worst, like like somebody had a bad grudge and like yeah. just this shit hit the fan. Yeah, <sighs> guys, what a journey we've been on! What a journey, Wells Adams. I'm such a fan of yours. I'm so happy you came to join us. Of course. <sighs> is there anything you want to? Is there anything you need us to know?
4: I just want to say I'm so happy for you and proud of you. Thank First you. of all, I can't wait for this book to come out.
2: <gasps> Well, you guys, please pre-order it right now. I need to sell. Where do they go? Okay, Amazon. Yeah. There's a oh, there's a link. Little Miss Little Compton. And let me just say this: treat treat it as like for your future self. Like, buy you're going to want to put it off. Don't just go order it now. Order one for your friend, allegedly to get on the New York Times bestseller. You mm-hmm. need to sell eight thousand copies. Okay. We can do that. Yeah, buy it for eight thousand of your friends. <laughs>
4: yeah, why not?
2: I'll sign all of them. I'll pay you back in in. And podcasts. I don't know, guys. I'll sign anything. Thank you. The book is good. I did I worked hard on
4: it. Well, I'm excited to hear. Have you done an audible version yet?
2: Not yet. I'm,
4: are you gonna r- voice yeah, it
2: i am and it's gonna be yeah. like a journey
4: okay so i, I could I pre-order that
2: yeah i'm like I, hey <laughs> oh my god and here I am as middle school why do I look like Barb from stranger things <laughs> don't worry she glowed up like that's like 78 pages of it yeah it's, so you're gonna be on our live show with yes yeah. and he so he you just went on his show
4: yeah he has a, a daily podcast which is I know s- seems a lot
2: I know I did it and yeah. it was a lot I was on with Kevin Kirkpatrick from Insta it was like I was on with *Oh,
4: wow*,
2: right? I've never. Were you a
4: boy band girl?
2: No. Okay. Which actually made it easier for me to be like, how? What is happening? Yeah. Yeah, which makes it easy. I get weirder around. Like now, I'm like kind of acquaintances with like Molly Shannon, who for me as a like growing up, she was the person I watched on TV, and like I wanted to be
1: like. I loved her, yeah. and it's
2: hard for it's hard still for me to be cool around. Like I loved her. Yeah. Who is the first celebrity you met, and who have you fangirled out? Them like who fanboy, who freaks? Like who oh. is it hard for you to be cool around?
4: It's always musicians that I actors for whatever don't give me anxiety. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why, but yeah, musicians.
2: Who. Who, like, crippled you with, like, oh, my God, it's blah, blah, blah?
4: Do you know who Wayne Coyne is from the the band called The Flaming Lips?
2: I know The Flaming Lips.
4: Yeah, Okay. Uh, For whatever – so he's, like, really good friends with Miley Cyrus. This just shows you, like, my weird – like, where I was putting things in perspective. I was at – it was, like, after the VMAs and Miley had hosted and I went to – because I do – I'm friends with her sister Brandy and we went to the after show – and it was like Miley Cyrus and like all these famous musicians. Yeah. And then, um, Wayne Coyne walked in, and I yeah. was like, "Brandy,
0: yeah,
4: that's Wayne Coyne."
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And she yeah. was
4: like, "Yes, yeah, so who cares?"
6: It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. When, yeah. when was, do you realize even popular songs? Yes, you know? yes, yes. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, so yeah, that was one time where I freaked
2: out at the Chelsea lately finale. I mean, they had like it was like Jennifer Aniston and like Sandra Bullock and Dave Grohl and I was like, oh my god, it, like Gwen Stefani was like, it's fucking Tim Gunn, like, <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god, it's Tim Gunn, let's make it work, like Tim Gunn, Tim Gunn, oh, like I, like that was the one that I couldn't, like I didn't, like, everybody else, like I couldn't fucking believe it was Tim, Gunn. yeah, Steve Martin, Steve Martin for me, I could not keep it together,
4: yeah, I had, um. When I lived in Nashville – this is so crazy. When I lived in Nashville, the guy who owned our house, is a guy named Buddy Miller, who's like a famous session musician and like local musician god. Yeah. And he was the band leader for Robert Plant's band called Band of Joy. And so his house was across the street from ours. And I remember like waiting tables and moonlighting at a radio station, getting back from like a double shift at Brick Tops, like out in the stoop, smoking a cigarette with like my buddies. Yeah. And we saw – Um, Robert Plant, Jeff Bridges, Emmylou Harris, and
1: uh,
4: T-Bone Burnett all walk into the house and we were all like, and this was a time in which I did smoke a lot of pot and I was like, did I I just see what I just saw? And they were like, yes. That
2: is like...
4: And so at the time... Because I was like his tenant, Buddy would ask me to, to come over and like help move stuff. Yeah. And so he was like, Hey man, do you mind you and your friends come over and help us move this two inch reel recorder? And I, we were like, uh, Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 so you did it.
4: Yes, yeah, so I remember walking. So you were
2: walking, were you high as a kite? Were you, so big. We were like flying. Yeah, like,
4: and we were like lifted up this like 40 year old like, uh, recording
6: machine. We
2: were like,
4: <laughs> hey Robert Plant.
1: Hi Emmy Lou. I there's... like your hair stripe. Uh, oh my god, that's big
4: fan Big Lebowski over here. Oh
2: my god. Oh man, that... I need to rewatch the Big Lebowski. That's such a good movie. Oh yeah, so good. Okay, I so a lot of the book I talk about awkward adolescence because yeah. I truly believe our middle school year it's so formative and yeah. even we can kind of grow and like work around. Please. Give me a jewel of awkward Wells Adams. Give me a middle school story, please, Wells Adams.
4: Okay. Um,
2: Did you have a shitty gym coach? Did you have a gym teacher?
4: Dude, we had this one. This is so not what I was going to tell you. No, but I want to hear
2: both. I want to hear both. So I I went to an
4: all-boys Catholic school.
2: Interesting.
4: Okay? And after P.E., we had to take showers. Okay. And I remember there was one gym teacher who – would with a clipboard yep. mark off if you went in the shower naked, I
2: and if you know didn't, I mean. you
4: didn't get marked off.
2: No, I can't even. Yeah, for his own records. <laughs> like, I do, and I remember being like, I, "Why is this important?" Wow, you like, knew even at the time. You are like, um, yes, yeah. In twenty years, you won't be able to do this. Like, I was there. Stuff you are younger than me, but like, there was some shit. Like, was there. Stuff in your school or like that they could never do now. My, yes. yes. tell me. I love all this. I oh, love so it. I it was it. an
4: all-boys Catholic school. Tell It me everything. was taught by brothers. Great. Um, and I remember uh, Bro Dalton, Brother Dalton. Love it. RIP. He was fucking awesome. Love it. He was the boxing coach. Love it. But he was also the history teacher. Okay. And I remember –
2: What grade are we in here?
4: Junior, sophomore, junior – high school. High school. Yeah. Um, He – I remember he would do this thi- – he would – Make a uh, fist And then he'd make His middle knuckle Come out Shit. And if you Like did anything wrong Yeah He would just come by And sh-
1: smack
2: it. you I With that it. knuckle That must fucking kill And he
4: was the boxing coach so <laughs> dude. Fucking seeing dude. stars dude. Dude, you know you <laughs> Getting knuckle. beat up By Bro that's, Dalton dude. And for whatever reason I look back at that guy Being so awesome
2: I mean that's the thing It's like Like there's a certain – like I feel like there was like a recklessness that's sort of fun. Like there's a wild adult – like Rob is talking about people littering. Like there's something where it's like (laughs) – they're like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Just like like there's – and like at the time, it's like fun and great. And now people would be like, can we see you in our office, Bro Dalton? You know?
4: No, I remember Bro Dalton once. I fell asleep in (laughs) class. And it became I must have started snoring or something. Did you get
2: nailed with the knuckle?
4: No. Instead of instead of nailing me with the knuckle, he was like, "Everyone, be quiet." Oh my god! And <laughs> we ended class. And he made everyone leave, and then I kept sleeping, That's which meant I missed like the I next love, three classes, which means love, I would get suspended. You I also can't. love
2: a father that does a prank. <laughs> yeah. I love like a full prank from a father. Okay, give me the story you were going to tell me.
4: I one of my best friends. His parents were like super religious. Love it. And we went we were skiing in Tahoe or whatever and I remember she ma- Mrs. Herbert made dinner for everyone and she made a rack of lamb and polenta or something. And Bougie. we were sitting there eating and I went, Mrs. Herbert, your placenta is delicious. Oh,
2: my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: God. How old were you? I
4: was in high school. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. How did she react?
4: Everyone just lit up, and I was like, what's so funny? Mrs.
1: Herbert, your placenta is delicious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God.
4: And I've got a, I've got like a today, like a. Please. N- nowadays, so when Sarah and I first started um, dating, yes, she had just gotten a kidney transplant. Yep. And so you can't really get, you can't do, you can't be intimate. Yeah. The yep. intimate times. You can't get at it. So it was a lot of like making out and like grinding. Yes. And I'm in my thirties at this point. Yeah. But like I'm. Flying out to LA to spend time with this with this my new girlfriend and yeah so there was one night where she sent her parents out for a like go to a movie go to dinner like paid for it like get out of the house my boyfriend's coming over we're gonna watch we want some alone time or whatever yeah and uh, so we were we were making out and doing some grinding oh my god and we didn't hear no I can't I can't with this
2: I can't. And
4: so, and I, it, it's just so funny because I mean, you're in my thirties, and so she like jumps, like jumps off of me. Oh my and god! And I have to like run around to like the other side of the couch. Oh my god!
2: Oh my god! But oh my god! I also have
4: to run with like my. Huge,
2: oh my god! You have a huge boner. Yes, you got a huge like, ah! boner. You got like a huge boner. <laughs> have you met her parents at this point?
4: I had, but like once or twice.
2: What did you say?
4: I was like, how's the movie?"
2: And- <laughs> what did they say? They're artists, though. uh, They were probably more lucid.
4: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. They were acting and – God, they went to go see some – some movie about tennis, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. Oh, the tennis was great. And like going off, oh, yeah, yeah, and, and I was just yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting there, just hunched over. They probably saw
2: that Emma, that probably that Emma Stone one. Yes, that's I what saw. It was. I think yeah. I, I think we were the only three people who saw yeah. it. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it.
4: Yeah.
2: Um. Oh my god, that. But makes what me happened? Panic. And then I was like, "This is high. Like this is like
4: middle school all yeah. over again."
2: Let me ask you: Did you? Like, did you ever sneak out, like, at night? Yes. Like, And did you get caught? Like, what was your sneakiest, like, did you go, okay, like, an elaborate, like, I'm going to tell them I, I'm at your house. And, like, was it strict if you went to, like, a Catholic school? Or were your family strict? Do you have to sneak around?
4: Uh, not really. Because I, I was the youngest of five. So They've the, they, given up they on me. On. We had the house that had the guest house that was, like, the party. Like, my parents were fine with everyone coming over and would kind of, like... Throw a blind eye to the drinking as long as no one drove. Rob
2: was the baby and Rob also had the party house. And I think he was one of – how many? It's interesting. It's interesting.
4: But I did – used to hook up with the girl that lived – I lived on a golf course and so she lived like up the ninth
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And
4: so I used – like it's so funny but like I would sneak out and sneak into – like climb through the window. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
4: and make out with her or whatnot and I remember one night – her dad knocked on the door and I had to go hide in the closet. Yes. And I I have never been more terrified in my life. That's
2: fun though. Sneaking around is fun. Well, and
4: my dipshit friends, they knew that like I was in there hooking up and they were all jealous. So they would fall – they would come and they would throw rocks at the roof. I mean I love to that. To try to like wake That's up what's parents. Fun. That's what's I, fun about it. I, I
2: love a dipshit friend. Are you still friends with your high school friends? Yes. To me, there's sometimes there's nothing funnier than some of your child. Like some of my childhood friends are the funniest fucking like they're just regular lady. They're just so fucking fun. There's something about going through that age like 10 to 17 or 18 with somebody. Yeah. It's like because you're banding together and you're like sneaking out and doing stuff. Yeah. Did you get in trouble, Anna?
6: Yeah, I got in trouble a lot.
1: (laughs) Why? What would you do?
6: I, I mean, I always I had, like, very strict Persian parents and, like, a very Muslim mother who always was like, God's watching. Oh, God. And I'd be like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and I, I liked drugs. So I was, I was living,
2: I was living large. Did they know you were high? Uh
6: Oh, well, yeah, I think I was just acting. Af- I, I think it was quite clear I was acting weird and, mm-hmm. like, coming home and being like, I gotta go to my room. Yeah. And, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you get in trouble, Katie? I bet you didn't. Uh, my parents were pretty lax like I used to come home high and my dad would fuck with me like I'd be sitting there oh he knew because he smoked weed like we smoked weed together and you've got that cool northern california family I would be sitting there like watching cartoons and eating cereal and he'd walk in and be like you look like you want some chocolate and I'd be like do we have chocolate (laughs) and he'd be like no you just like look like you really want chocolate right now and then one day I remember he like had to move my car for some reason I had like a pipe and a lighter and uh and uh eye drops in the glove compartment I, or I thought they were but I went back in my car and everything was just like perfectly like set on the dashboard mm-hmm. like he found it and he just put it right there to be like look what I found I like that your dad <laughs> did that yeah. he just fuck with me all the time I got shipped off to
2: boarding school because we didn't have a high school in my town or anywhere nearby and so, in some ways, I know like the, the school was the authoritarian, you know, like so it's like that was like I didn't have to rebel against my parents so much as like we were in lockdown. It was sort of fun because you're like trying to figure out how to escape your dorm and it was co ed. You'd figure out like we'd like,
1: like figure out where to meet, you know, it was terrifying and fun. No, I was the opposite. I went to we went like on a family trip to England when I was 14 and like they don't care there. My dad's like, go order a beer. And I went and ordered a Guinness because that's the only beer I knew the name of. Mm -hmm. And then he like made me drink it and then laughed at me because I hated it. (laughs) I do write a chapter in my book
2: about the first time I tried wine was at my friend's house. She – like we grew up, you know, TV blaring. You come over. It's going to be like iceberg lettuce, entertainment tonight, like during – just like not elegant. (laughs) And my friend's house had like – their family was so elegant and they were like doctors and they played cellos and they had like leather bound copies of The New Yorker and like it was just like roast chicken. And they were so they felt like a Wes Anderson family. They were, like Sophia Coppola, like they mm. ate figs and arugula <laughs> and like balsamic vinegar. It mean, was like I was like, What? And so and I remember they were intimidating and like their grandfather helped start the new like They were so smart. And I, I remember I was like 16 and they just like gave me wine. And I – so I quietly just kept filling it up all night and eventually had like a full like wine teeth, like full <laughs> blue wine mustache and wine teeth and like – completely started like throwing up later and then like accused the mom of giving me food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) I panicked and I blamed it. I was like, it was your food. Like full shit bag, no accountability, just ass, just such an ass hat. I remember playing go to the head of the class and losing and they were so smart. And I'm like, this having more wine it wasn't a pretty night. I just, I just got nervous and I panicked. I panicked.
4: She might have served you bad placenta. Who knows? You know
2: what, <laughs> Mrs. Workham, your placenta, your placenta is, is delicious. <laughs> I mean, man, my compliments to the placenta <laughs> chef. Well, Adams, we will you come play with us this year during the season? Or you? Do you have your own bachelor podcast? Can you come do? Can you come do them with us?
1: Yeah. Great. Of course
2: terrific you're in all right um thank you for joining us order your books we'll i'll sign anything we'll do giveaways i don't not today because i don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm giving away but uh there you go well thank you and listeners thank you katie anna that's it bye
4: bye thank bye. you oh yeah
5: gonna get all
3: I got one little question for Will you accept this rose? Oh, Will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, Will you accept this rose into your world?
2: This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
5: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed a 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So, if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day, and a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandy's can give you that comforting pause. <sighs>